from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. So, I went to go get me another cup of coffee. And I was sitting there waiting for it, and it was pouring, and I'm looking forward to this coffee. And so I'm walking back. I see you, Ursula, and I see you, Chef, and I know what we're getting ready to do. And I know the topics that we're getting ready to talk about. And then there was this calm that came over me Mm. that thought, if there's any show that's going to talk about the hard topics, number one is going to be us. And number two is going to be us discussing it with our listeners. Mm-hmm. So we can't lose no matter what. So I just want to set the tone. There's going to be some tough topics that we're going to talk about today. And so it's okay because it's a family. It's like getting ready to go to the barbecue, go to the barbershop, beauty salon, happy hour, and talk about some topics that we need to discuss. I'm loving that you're setting the table like that because coming into the studio this morning, yeah. I was looking at a couple of our segments saying, do we really need to talk about this? And I think the answer is yes. Yes, we do. But again, Mm -hmm. because it's all of you who are listening and who are going to help us. Yes. And and maybe shed some light where we ask some of these questions. Mm -hmm. uh, This is how I think we're going to progress because they are going to be tough. As always, we invite you to join us on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, 888-973-5476, 888-973-Cairo. Be trying to tell people when they be taking pictures, you don't need some light. You need to flash. You know what I'm saying? Because I'll be with my uh, delegation with Chef and them. Don't listen to me. I'm just randomly talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ursula's top stories of the day brought to you by Way Scar 40, Suzu and Auburn. Former Seahawks star Richard Sherman spent much of the weekend in jail after he was arrested early Saturday for suspicion of driving under the influence. He is expected to have a court hearing uh, this morning where we hope to learn more details about what led to his 2 a.m. arrest on Saturday. A state patrol trooper in his arrest report said that Sherman was stopped for driving nearly 80 miles an hour in a 60 mile per hour zone on 405 in Renton. And Sherman had claimed that he had two margaritas. He refused to do a breathalyzer at that time. But according to the arrest report, he agreed to do some voluntary tests and the troopers thought that he had showed signs of being impaired. And as you may recall, back in July of 2021, Richard Sherman was also arrested for DUI and four other charges after he crashed his car left the scene of that accident, tried to break down the door of his in-laws, and then fought with police. And here's part of a 911 call from that incident. He what? said if the police show up, that he'll try to fight them. So they okay. need to understand that he is, he is okay. he's pulling out now. He's trying to leave. Richard, please stop. Richard, please stop. Please stop. It's Richard Sherman. This is like a f- emergency. I need officers hey, here now. As part of a plea deal, Sherman was placed under court supervision for two years and he had to attend a DUI victims panel. And again, in the next few minutes, he's expected to be in court again for suspicion of DUI. Bad bad decisions, dumb decisions. You can't keep giving the people a broom to hit you with, like my father used to say. Now. As we talk through this, Ursula, I want to set the table on this. Richard is a friend of mine. I love him dearly. But that does not excuse me from giving him a pass. You can love someone. 
you could have a family member that you love and still look them dead in their eyes and say, what the hell are you doing? When are you going to learn? You have got to learn. Again, you're getting behind the wheel, driving under the influence with the potential of, allegedly, with the potential of hurting someone else or another family that could even... not yourself. It could be even worse. So... This is one that obviously he was he wasn't able because right now the the hearing is going to be happening. He's going to be appearing in court. He wasn't able to get out this weekend because it, it happened at uh, on Saturday morning. But you know, Ursula, whether it's Richard Sherman, whether it's anybody, right? Sometimes we get to a point where inevitably you're going to learn your lesson. And I don't know when that is. And we've all had that point. And I'm not comparing anybody because I'm not I'm specifically talking about him. Sherm is going to have to learn his lesson. And hopefully, I don't know, only he knows, hopefully he will learn his lesson with this. Well, I, I thought that he would learn his lesson after the last time because it was that it, it was awful what what happened in 2021. And you would have thought he would have he risked everything and uh, he put his family in a very difficult situation. And it was very public. And I'll I'll be honest, I, I was dismayed that that he went on and he has this he has this um, Amazon Prime video uh, job. He works for Thursday night football. He, he does the Thursday night football thing. Yeah. I, I just, I think I just said it last week. I know I just said it last week, where I felt like he kind of got a pass. Mm-hmm. And, and and I get people make mistakes. People people make mistakes and need to learn from them. And what this tells me though is that he has not learned. And he and to learn, you have to do the hard work. And people cannot continue to give him a pass. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping, I mean, because he was still on probation, mm-hmm. so. I'm hoping that he doesn't get another pa- – just because you're Richard Sherman or just because you're Marshawn Lynch or just because you're – you know, wh- whoever it is and you have a, b- a big profile, you shouldn't get special treatment. Yeah. And, uh, again, he's very lucky that someone did I, not get hurt. I want to I wanna talk about the old me and me today, right? So the old me, Ursula, and this is important because it adds context to what – we're talking about and why we're talking about it. Ursula, the old me would see a topic like this, and let's say I'm not in media, and I would say to the radio or the TV, why are you guys talking about this, mm-hmm. right? Why are you talking about this? Joe Schmo and this person and this regular citizen, they just get to go. They had a DUI on Saturday. They get to go to work. Why, why does that happen, right? I'll tell you why. That this happens now that I understand how it goes in this space that we are in. If you are being talked about when there are cheers, you're going to be talked about when there are booze. You can't pick and choose when your notoriety stops. So, for an example, I'm not even Richard Sherman. I'm not nowhere close to him. He's going to be a future Hall of Famer. All those things. If me... If I got a DUI on Saturday morning, 
I promise you, it's going to be talked about. Yes. That is just how it goes. So I just wanted to just kind of touch on that point. I'm going to say I'm incredibly proud of you, too, for being able to talk about this because it is difficult because I know he is also a personal friend. He's but, a personal friend, yeah, no yeah. doubt. And 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 you know what personal friends do? Personal friends will tell you when you got a booger in your nose. <laughs> personal friends will tell you when you're yes. doing wrong. Personal yes. friends, yes. a real friend, yes. right? Yes. I'm not talking about these fake friends that tell you what you want to hear. A right. real friend will say, hey, man, we got to be well, better than that. And, and, and the clear thing is that he has incredible amounts of talent off the field as well. And it's like, why do you keep jeopardizing your future when and, and and yes if you if you have an addiction you need to get help you need to have the humility to get that help and do the work to get it right and, and one last thing you think i really want to lead off the show talking about this yeah, i, I really wish it didn't happen i know there we go Okay, well, there's someone else who wishes something didn't happen. A Burien City Council member is now under fire after she confronted some homeless people who had set up tents outside her condo. Everybody out by 6 a.m. I want all tents gone by 6 a.m. You need to start at 5 a.m. to do that, then you do that. That is video of Councilmember Lindy Akey. It was posted to YouTube by Erica Barnett. The council member claims that tents have been leaning up against the building and the campers have been lighting fires nearby. I live here and you do not belong here. You are trespassing right now. So at one point, one of the women in a tent tells Aki to get away from her tent. Aki is just inches away from the woman's face. Oh, wow. Oh, and my God. Oil, that is groundbreaking. You need to live where other people live. Like, well, you need to don't touch her. Okay, you get the sense of how that went. Well, this morning we now have a statement from the council member who says she was not acting in any capacity as a government official, but as a homeowner, she wants to work toward positive solutions. She says, I may look angry and I apologize for raising my voice. And she says, that, you know, it's a complex issue. And she's been working with both parties regarding unauthorized belongings on private property. Let me say something to the Burian council member that wants to sit here and apologize to everyone now that she's been caught. You're not upset with what you said and how you said. You're upset and you're going to change course because it's on video now. It's almost like the different you know places in the world that want to change things now that you've been caught on video. We've discussed that a lot of times. We don't need to go into that. But let me just say one thing that really stands out, Ursula. She says... The first words out of her mouth, I have authority. My question to you, Burian Council member, and what's that? What's your authority that you speak of? I have authority. See, when you start talking to people that way, then all of a sudden, those other people might come out and be like, man, you're not going to talk to me that way. She's pointing fingers in their faces or I'm watching the video and she starts with the tone is I have authority. You people the- see people like that. This is the problem with some of our local government. When folks like that get into office and get in these positions, we wonder why we have so many problems. But what if. What if Burien was a place that does not have a place for those unhoused to go? Now, Ursula, have we as a matter of fact, isn't Burien that place? So they literally don't have anywhere to go, Burien. 
And then now you, your city council member gets on there and says, I have authority. You better. And with the pointing, I didn't call her Karen, but if they did. Uh, that it would fit the bill. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, well, it, it sounds like she recognizes that, she, and maybe it is because she got caught, um, but it sounds like she is trying to come up with some kind of solution. You wouldn't do that, Ursula. I, I would not I know that. for a fact Ursula would not walk down the street. And, well, as a matter of fact, no. they did. May your mom rest in peace. Yes. There was a time when they were in front of your oh, yeah, mom's was, place. It, it, was, it took a murder at that camp. Before they finally cleared it, because you met, but yeah, and my you mom, never, you, you know, in her eighties, was walking, you know, but she never confronted. I never confronted. I did have conversations with uh, some of the people who lived there just to try to find out their story, like what brought you out here. Oh, compassion! Um, wow, you would think that the Burian Council member well, would have I, I compassion. Had, I mean, I had compassion, but I'm I'm not going to pretend I didn't want them out of there. I mean, so, I, yeah, no. I believe that. I, I yes, I, I mean, was happy to see them somebody right left. somebody right now got that family member that's in their house that they want to leave. How do you think that conversation would have gone if she didn't see a camera in her face the whole time? Oh. Well, it. I don't think she realized. Well, oh no, she acknowledges it multiple times throughout. Oh, okay. the, you can stop filming me. You can stop filming yes. me. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's a good. That's a good point. Jeff. Okay, so imagine hearing this all day and night. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes me want some irregular T-shirts. <laughs> well, you can buy them at Ross Dress for Less. What are we watching, Rocky over here? <laughs> They're uh, blasting. So the store has been blasting music 24-7 outside their store in downtown Seattle. And neighbors are just fed up. They tell King 5 News they're being woken up at all hours by a short playlist of songs. Keeps us awake and... We understand the purpose of it, but it's not working. So that is Evelyn McCarty. She says she has Eye of the Tigers stuck in her head at all times. This resident in the West End condos at 3rd and Pike has called police to complain. It goes 24-7, um, and it's it's kind of unbearable. And for some, that nonstop music has gotten so bad, they are just packing up and moving out. It just placed me in a position where I knew I could no longer fight this battle and maintain my sanity. So the sound ordinance is supposed to be in effect from 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. But again, they are saying that this is just going on 24-7. And, okay, just to give context, Third and Pike is like Mm -hmm. the notorious Third and Pike downtown. That Ross, I I will say that when I've gone there during the daytime, I'm not into the Ross, but I've uh, as I go to another friend's restaurant – uh, and I walk by there. There are so many police officers and then private security guards just on that corner. Mm-hmm. And then they're black. I mean, they're having to do everything than blasting the music. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think they're trying to keep the problems out. But in, in doing so, they're driving neighbors out. Now, Ursula, I, I went into this topic because I just saw it on the show sheet. And I'm like, I don't have no problem with this, especially Rocky. You know, I love Rocky. Okay. I have no. I, no, I went into this with that thought. Like, I really had no problem. But then... 24-7. Yeah, that's where I got a problem. You can't... The one the one uh, nice lady wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning and she's hearing it. That's wrong. Yeah. Now, you got to respect the sound ordinance. I think that Ross should have to go, okay, you know what I mean? Like 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. to 10 o'clock. Cool. But anything after that, you can't be doing that. Because if that was a nightclub, right? If there was a nightclub or establishment, you all know that they wouldn't be allowed to do that. So this needs... 
needs to uh, change right there. Exactly. And it's not like those condos that we're talking about are cheap. Right. I mean, you don't get a big old no. price break now, on those condos. Now, Brent and Belfair makes a good point. The locals should send over a better, longer playlist. So, if that's the case, Nick, <laughs> Nick, I'm here. Yes. You, you be the one to send Ross a playlist, and we change the music up. Judy calls. <laughs> I do love it. I have the tiger. Just <laughs> classic. <laughs> okay, still ahead. We're laughing now. Oh but... man. Uh, okay. No, just just warn the folks. Now, seriously. We're, this is about to be a long segment of, how would you explain next segment? Pain. It's going to be pain, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I need to ask you, is. I need to ask you, I, I, I need, I have been trying to avoid this topic for my own mental health, <laughs> but I think we need to lay it out and then have you weigh in because is this where we really are? Is this who we are? That's my question. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? Don't you leave. You need to stick around, and then you help us decide on this topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about a whole lot, and it happens to do with Donald Trump. Gina, so- and Ursula show. It is a Monday morning and I am kind of thrilled we have a brand new clock in here and I can see that it's exactly 9.33 on Yay, a Monday morning, come on. February 26th. Feeling like we're getting with the uh, times here. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> uh, but this is something that we have been kind of reluctant to talk about, right. but I think it's important that we do acknowledge the state of affairs today mm-hmm. and how bigotry and racism seem to be increasingly acceptable to, I think, too many Americans. We need your help, y'all. So we need your help. Uh, Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888-973-5476-888-973, Cairo. So over the weekend, former President Donald Trump won the primary in South Carolina easily against the former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley. He also appeared at CPAC and he made this statement. The black people are so much on my side now because they see what's happening to me happens to them. Does that make sense? We've all seen the mugshot. And you know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population. It's incredible. You see black people walking around with my mugshot. You know, they do shirts and they sell them for $19 a piece. Oh, at one point in time, okay, that, that wasn't all. No, no. And uh, uh, so at one point in time, he also was looking out in the audience and I'm trying to uh, say that he, he said these lights are so bright. This is during a black tie event in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Different one. These lights are so bright in my eyes. I can't see people. I can only see the black ones. I can't see any white ones. I can't see any white ones, but I can see the black ones. Yeah. And then, of course, the, you know, then there's, shoes. then there's the, the shoes, the, the gold sneakers. sneakers. And, you know, of course, and then you had uh, Fox News. They, they were talking about how um, this could really reach out and appeal to the black voters with these shoes because, you know, black folks, they love shoes and all those things. So I want to usually you ask me. No, 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 no. I'm going to ask you. 
I want to know from you why you sent a message over to us and you were like, hey, we need to talk about this. What made you want to talk about this and bring this up? Because I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but this year as part of my goal of protecting my own mental health, I said I need to try to limit my exposure. I mean, I, I will read about it, but do we have to talk about uh, the former president, um, because it is something that is it ends up being very divisive. Obviously, we cover uh, Donald Trump uh, in that he is the front runner for the GOP. We talk about the situation with Michael Medved. But if I have a choice, I would rather not bring it up every single day on the show, right. despite what anyone uh, may think. Mm-hmm. We try to limit We've our been, exposure, yeah. correct? Sure. Um, but over the weekend, I realized... I'm doing our audience a disservice. I'm doing myself a disservice. I'm not being um, I'm not being responsible with my platform if I am trying to protect myself and others from what is actually happening. Right. And it needs to be within the context. So I asked Chef to pull audio that was just Donald Trump himself within you know so it, so that you can hear it yourself. Mm-hmm. And my question is. Are we okay with that? Uh, Does it bother anybody that these things are being said? Does it strike? To me, it's absolutely racist. Sure. It it, it is racist. Absolutely. So let's start with, let's start with that one. It's racist. Now here's what I believe in my heart. I believe most people. And when I say most people, I believe nine out of 10 people, 90% of people listen to that. And say to themselves, okay, that's racist. Like, like I, I don't I don't think anybody like even I think well, I, even, I, I guess I throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Do you believe it's racist to say that? I'm, okay, I mean, I'm good, just going that, to that, our that, listeners. That's, that's a good point. Because, I, because that is my assumption, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm constantly shocked yeah. when I hear people, including uh a, a representative from I believe it is South Carolina, a Republican, uh Re- Representative Byron Donalds. Oh, no, he's a Florida congressman who was defending Trump and mm-hmm. his comments and right. saying, well, yeah, I think, you know, he has a point there. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is something that let's let's put Trump out of the equation. Let's talk about something that both you and I on this show have been talking about since we've been doing this for four years. And it doesn't matter what the topic is. What's going on in America right now is you have people, whether they believe it or not, that will spew and talk these things because it helps them either politically or it helps them financially, right? And this is the reason why, the reason why the Republican Party, the GOP, the reason why Donald Trump is the for, is the front runner for them, and he is going to eventually get the nomination for pre- pre- presidency, of course, you on the heels of him just beating Nikki Haley in her own state, not because he is the representative of the GOP. It's just he is the gangster that they can't get rid of. And this is something that they sold sold early. They sold their hearts early on this guy. You have some people in the Republican Party that I know personally. They don't like the dude, but it would hurt them politically to say anything about that. So when you have that going on, you, this is what we get. 
again, I want to go back to it. I think that most people listen to what Donald Trump said and say, you know what, that's racist. However, that is being consistent with the tone, right? There's other things that you want to get on here. How about this one? Last week in Oklahoma, a non-binary student by the name of Nex Benedict died the day after a fight in a school bathroom. A group of GOP lawmakers were asked about that death and their policies targeting the LGBTQ community in Oklahoma. What came out of Senator Tom Wood's mouth, you know what, how about you listen for yourself? My heart goes out to that scenario, if Uh, if that is the case. But we represent a constituency. Uh, We're a a Republican state, supermajority, in the House and Senate. I represent a constituency that doesn't want that filth in Oklahoma. You know, we are a religious state. Uh, we're going. We are going to fight to keep that bill out of the state of Oklahoma because. Now, now, hold on. He just said, "I didn't put it. It wasn't an opinion of mine. You guys heard it yourself." He said, "We don't want that filth here." After someone died, a human being died. You said, "I don't want that filth." So you would say to yourself. Why would a lawmaker feel so comfortable in saying that? Well, these things, Ursula, they weren't even said like this in the 70s, in the 80s, in the, since you've been doing news for 30 no, some years. And that's my question. Is this who we are today? Is this what we want to be? No. Do we want to be okay with these kind of statements? Should I just ignore them? No. But there's so many my, people. That was the yeah, answer right. this weekend was no. Yeah. So many people are compromised, right? And Donald Trump knows that. And he knows how to prey on that. So they are scared to speak out against them. So I'm sure that the, the best thing that's going to happen for the Republican Party is when he loses the presidency coming up. And then we could get back to normal politics. If we ever get back to normal politics. But again, this isn't normal. Right? We're talking about 91 felony counts on five indictments. And you are the you're gonna be the front runner for presidency of the United States of America. That's what we are. And I don't believe that people want comments like, we don't want that filth. That's, people don't even talk like that in real life. But and they when, will. And I guess the bottom line is mm. we, those of us who have a platform, cannot normalize that. Yeah, you're right. So last question back to you. Do you and I do a disservice by 90% of the time ignoring things that Donald Trump says? I'm asking you. I'm getting I, your. I, I, need to, I need to think about that Chef, one. do we? Do we? I, do we do we do a disservice because 90% no. of the time we don't talk about anything because we don't think it is good for all of you. But my gut gut on this says we need to acknowledge it at times, yes. but we're also not in a purple state where this is going to be a live issue that's going to affect the future of America at least for our listeners. But we need to be aware of what's happening. Yes. So I think we need to continue what we're doing, but we we cannot ignore and we cannot purposefully yeah. avoid certain things just because they're very uncomfortable and disgusting, frankly. Okay. It's time to lighten it up. Okay, yes, please. It's time to lighten it up. And here's a topic. <clears throat> 
what is considered, what amount of money is considered lower middle class in the city of Seattle? See, we got some good news for you. Coming up next, Jay Ursula. and Ursula Show. Good morning, everybody. We do need to talk about what's going on with uh, lower to middle class here. In in the city of Seattle, just so you know right now, uh, in the city of Seattle, Ursula, did you know that when it comes to the middle class, when it comes to the middle class, the range of the lower part of it is actually about $78,000 to $128,000 when it comes to that. Now, Ursula, I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes to high cost and we talk about these things, they went over the, 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 the thing across the country. Arlington, Virginia out there is number one and city of Seattle is number five when it comes to the uh, middle class and how much you need to make. And when you're talking about $128,000 being there, if you make $120,000, that's considered lower middle class right there. Which, I'm sorry, but there are a lot of people who would be happy to even get close to six figures. And to say that you have to make a hundred twenty-five thousand to be considered lower to middle class. Yes. Um, that's scary. <laughs> right, and and so we we wonder why we're going now. So in San Francisco, which you guys know, obviously San Francisco is up there at the top as well. In San Francisco, the average home price is $1.5 million, right? In San Francisco, the cost of living is 79% higher in San Francisco than it is for the rest of the country. So not only is it tough to buy a home if you're making $150,000, $175,000, it's also tough to rent. Because when you start talking about rent, the rent prices are in the thirty-five dollars to $3,600 a month. How can you live? You can't. No. I mean, you're you're either renting and having a, a bunch of roommates, mm-hmm. or um, you are taking on a second and third job. Right. But I, I just I, I'm having a hard time even imagining that that you haven't reached you know like the pinnacle if you've reached six figures. And that is being considered lower to middle class. I mean, and, and, and that is a shrinking population, by the way. Either right now in this area, you either have people who are, you know, making 50000 or less, or they're really uh, up in the higher echelons. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen for this to, to slow down? Because everyone... Right now, Ursula, we know the interest rates are where they are. And I want to be realistic or something, and let's just apply this for here at home. You have younger kids, right? You have, we all know of youngsters that are in their 20s and maybe early 30s right now that are working hard, doing everything that they're supposed to do. They're having a hard time buying a home. 
And while they are waiting for their opportunity to buy a home or save their money or stop buying avocado toast and lattes, right? They are. We need, to, we need to just drop that whole thing. Like that's like a decade ago. All right. That whole criticism, yeah, the avocado right. toast and all that. I mean, do yeah. people even say that anymore? Because I, no, I, I they think don't. Yeah, I think the reality. I'm just still is- mad that they said it in the first place. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just somebody that was so toned up. But you're right. You know what? I'm going to stop using that because I haven't heard anybody say that anymore. Yeah, but uh, you know what? What I, I think of what I, I tell my kids. I mean, you know that I have one who is considering moving back to home. Is he still um, considering it, or yeah, I mean, hasn't, and what's taking him the, so long? Well, because the lease isn't up until May. But so, and I think he wants to make sure that he lines up his roommates with someone else who can pick up the ball, so but, he's not they're not but left I, in the lurch. But I'm not going to just talk about him. Let's talk about uh, Lillian's son. Same thing. I think there is this. Let's be there is this narrative and stigma that if you're in your early 20s and you're still living at home. It kind of hurts the the, the 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 dating you know profile, if you will. Oh, you still live with your parents. With if you still live with your parents, great if you have that opportunity. But I don't think it is as popular of a thing to put on your Tinder or Bumble profile. I mean, what what do you consider middle class, though? Can I address that? Because there's an actual definition. And the definition is an income range between two-thirds and double the median income, which is what those numbers reflect. The problem is that what we believe is middle class is your purchasing power. So can you buy a home? Can you afford to take vacations? Can you afford to have kids? Multiple of them. Can you send those kids to college? Can you comfortably retire? And even within the def, like the actual definition of what counts as middle class, most of us can't fill out that list anymore. Which, I mean, the middle class should be the backbone of this country, correct? Yeah. I mean, that used to be the case. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. And, and by the way, what's 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 savings? Right, like, like what's what's savings? Like, well, one, there was a question that Chef you asked us this morning, like. Should you help your kids pay for their college if you haven't fully invested in your own retirement? You're worried about yours at all. I'd say that if you are someone today, right now, that's putting away money for college, there's a strong possibility that you guys are doing okay financially. I'm not saying all the time. I'm saying most of the time. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I just? Since I'm uh, closer to retirement age than you, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll just say what has worked for us. I mean, and there was a time when I was making dirt. I mean, I've, I've had my career here, so I started at a very, very low rate. But even then, I made a point of putting away some money for savings and mm-hmm. putting away money for retirement. Even though I was like, I, I don't have much. Mm-hmm. I did not let, if you have a 401k available to you, take advantage of that. Don't say, I'm going to wait until I make more money. You're always going to find a way to spend that money unless you just put it away right off the top. Right. Uh, and same thing with college. Mm-hmm. If you know that you're going to have kids, start start creating a college fund even before you even have kids. Right. I, I agree. I agree. And this is, Ursula, this is why I bring up the hole in the boat all the time. Because a lot of times I know that we have so many people that go to work, they work hard, they do what they're supposed to do. 
They don't commit crimes. They do everything right, and they're still struggling. This Kristen Ballard just texted in, said they moved, been in Seattle for four and a half years now. They've made more money than they ever have. They work two jobs, haven't been able to save $1,000 since they've moved here. And I believe it. You know what I mean? A lot of that happened. All right, everybody. The 9 o'clock hour is done. It's time to come up with the 10 o'clock hour. And oh, Who better to come in and hang out with us than Matt Markovich to come in to talk about it? Wait a minute, Ursula. You said no new taxes. A new tax proposal in Olympia? Oh, okay. We'll talk about that next. Jen Ursula.